Well, teaching kids how to be better people, and uh, there's a new program that uh, Bellingham Schools has adopted. Well, it's not a new program, I guess. It's uh, been going on for some time. And the founder of this, and she's authored a book, uh, joins us now. Mary Gordon is our guest. The book is Roots of Empathy. And Mary, thanks for joining us. Well, I'm very happy to be here. And so this is about teaching young people how, how empathy. Yes, yeah. And, you know, Deanna and I, and Deanna Harlech, our, our morning news anchor, is with us, too. And she, she and I were talking earlier, and we're thinking, well, isn't that something that's just kind of expected, that kids are empathetic to one another? But Yeah, maybe... it seems like a common sense concept. Yeah. Well, not always. And, you know, if you look at the outrageous levels of bullying and ordinary garden variety unkindness... Um, that shows an absence of empathy, and we do know that in the world, empathy is on the decline, and it's basically the ultimate human trait. So uh, we're invested in help. We don't actually teach empathy. We help children reach. So we foster the development of it. It would be nice if you could teach it like math, but you can't. It's something that you have to observe and be part of, and you decide. Well, this program, how, how, do, how do you do that? Well, uh, it sounds a bit bizarre, but we have a tiny teacher, which is a neighborhood baby, two to four months old at the beginning of the program. So the baby and the parent or parents visit the classroom with the Roots of Empathy instructor throughout the school year. So this, is, I'm an old school mom. So this is a traditional, if you will, um, program that has curriculum and lesson plans as you might. It's just the content is so off the wall because you're learning from a baby. And the children gather around a green blanket and they're coached by the Roots of Empathy instructor to observe what they think the baby's feeling. So there's no wrong answers. And, you know, having been a kindergarten teacher, two and two is four, not three and a half, not five, it's four. There's a definitive. In Roots of Empathy, it's what you think and what you feel. And children as soon as they're able to discern what they think that little baby is feeling, we pitch to when, when did you feel like that? So it builds their emotional literacy, and that's the key part of empathy. So when you say you're bringing a, a child, a, a young infant, into a classroom with a parent, what, what sort of age levels are uh, you going into? Are these elementary school level kids or middle school? What, what ages are we looking at? Thank you for your question. They're elementary schools, but... If the children have already started to have many teachers, as they often do in middle school, we don't go there. We focus on where there is mainly the one teacher, and that's because we so respect the power of the teacher, So, and we know that our instructor working with the teacher um, has a very big impact. So we focus the, the impact. There's nothing wrong with high school kids. It's just the circumstances of how they learn are not as powerful as uh, where the teacher is is consistent. Teacher's very powerful, in, well, even though they don't teach the program. And it seems that age too, that young age, is 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 a time to start and get this these these feelings and this this sense of of understanding other people and what they're going through instilled yes. in in a person. It's a real uh, community investment in prevention, because it's not a fixer up program. We think children are brilliant, amazing, incredible. But if they're empathic, the world will be brilliant, incredible. 
because they will change it. And that's what we say, children change the world child by child. So being able to help a child develop empathy, be able to talk about their feelings, recognize how other people feel, if you get that at an early age, it lasts a lifetime. So why would you not? When you said that empathy is on a decline, why do you think that is? Is it is it families, parents failing kids, or is it society? I'd say it's society, and it's not just I'm surmising. There's research, a lot of research, and the research was based on university students um, basically around 10 years ago versus 25 years ago, and huge decline in empathic concern, and that's really important. That's the ethic of care, right? So it's hard to say everybody wants to blame technology. Um, I think it's our lives, and um, I think it's very stressful now being a parent. It's not that we're loving our kids less. It's just we have less time to love them, I think. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And when you first, when, when the facilitator first comes into the classroom with the parent and the baby, what are some of the first reactions that come out of those students upon that first, that first day of having an infant in the classroom, much like they might have at their own homes? Yes, very different because it's a, it's a group experience. They're sitting in a circle around this green blanket. So the first thing they do is they stand and they do uh, a song, a welcome song, and all over the world, and we're in 12 countries. Seven languages. Same song, different words, you know, different languages. But the reaction that you're asking about is universal. Beams. The children can't help themselves for smiling because the baby is presented to each child as they sing the welcome song to the baby. And then the first question that the Roots of Empathy instructor asks the little ones is, how do you think our baby is feeling today? And they all have different answers based on how they're feeling (laughs) Uh So so it's brilliant because, and then the next thing is show us how you're feeling. And the children will say, that's great. Two thumbs up, they're grand. Two thumbs down, having a bad day. In the middle, so-so. And everybody watches everybody else. And we're not out to fix people up, right? This is just notice your friends. Notice who's not feeling well. So when you go out for recess, you might want to say, hey, you want to play with me? Children are amazing at fixing up broken hearts. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, you know, it's and just about the whole issue of empathy because there's been, I think, more focus on bullying mm-hmm. and these issues mm-hmm. in recent years, more so than maybe 25 years ago For when sure. you said, but, but the research doesn't bear that out, uh, that, that awareness as being uh, effective and... Well, it seems... it's your right. You're totally right that it was ever thus. It is not a rite of passage. And I think that has changed, that there's no longer an expectation. Yeah, that's what happens. You go through school, that's life, get on with it. But what's different from 25 years ago is neuroscience. So neuroscience is now able to discern how being bullied um, damages you long term, that you know, those wounds, it's kind of like the circles in a tree trunk. If you had a bad year in grade four because someone gave you grief about bullying, that follows you. So what we do is rather than asking the poor old classroom teacher, fix this up, we make the kids responsible for what they say and do and how they fix it up. 
So the kids are on one another. You know, someone grabs your cap, embarrasses you, makes you not know what to do. You lose your power. Other kids will say, give him back his cap. So the children are the ones who build empathy in the classroom. And just to, just to follow up on that, beyond the the learning aspect of it or the, the observation aspect, I think, is a better way to put mm-hmm. it. Do you notice what sort of changes do you notice beyond that observation period down the line years later? Do you find that those children who experienced that mm-hmm. are uh, tend to behave a little bit differently than mm-hmm. their peers that might have not had that experience? Well, that's why we do research, because a baby sounds all too frivolous. So from the very beginning, and we're going back now, you were saying how long you've been at this, we're going back uh, 26 years. Mm. But the idea was I wanted kick-ass research. (laughs) We can believe that. (laughs) That's all right. Because um, it looks a bit fluffy. And I knew it was deep, and I knew it was life-changing for children. And the, the thing is, we have done randomized longitudinal studies, and I shouldn't say we have done them. Universities have collaborated with us, like Queen's University in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Why? Because they were concerned about the generational sectarian violence that was going on, and they thought maybe if all of our nine-year-old children had roots of empathy in Northern Ireland, they'd stop throwing bricks at one another. So if you could develop, could you break that cycle? So... We are trying to break cycles of of violence. And now, of course, everyone is saying Roots of Empathy addresses racism, addresses exclusion of any kind, all of those things. So, yes, we've done a lot of research. And, for instance, that study I mentioned out of Northern Ireland, they did one year of program, and then they kept checking and measuring these kids over three years. It cost more than a million pounds, that study. Not our money, fortunately, but... And so what? They have roots of empathy all over Northern Ireland because they found that every year that they checked, is the aggression and bullying still down? Yes. Are the pro-social skills like caring, kindness, including helping, are they still up? Yes, they're still up. They did the same thing in Switzerland, same thing in uh, Winnipeg in Canada, randomized, longitude, and that's the the you know, the, the sort of big check the box about credibility and research. The thing that we don't have is really, I think, what you were asking. If we're that old, what about the child who had it in 96? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I don't know because to be able to do that kind of study, you have to have permission to follow beyond the course of the thing. Now, we are involved in a study, a 10-year uh, randomized longitudinal study in England in the U.K., It's mainly in London. Why? Because they're concerned about knife violence. And the knife violence is people between men between 18 and 24. That's the target group. And we don't work in England because they go uh, basically off to high school out of diapers. You know, they go very early Mm. to high school in England. So we're only working with children up to 10 and 11 years old. So um, they are seeing roots of empathy as helping children develop friends, know how to have relationships so that that will insulate them against getting into gangs and being violent because nobody sets out to be violent. They're getting even. They've been hurt by society. And if you have friends, it's like an armor vest, you know? 
you can manage anything if someone's got your back. And that's what we work on. So that's under the pandemic has had a, an impact on that, but they're still going on that. And that will be 10 years. So if we all live long enough, we'll see a better answer to your question. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's coming to Bellingham schools and you need volunteers, right? Yes. What, what, are, what are you looking for? Well, we just did a training. The last day is today. And when I say goodbye to you, I'm saying hello to your new uh, instructors for Bellingham. We need the babies. And the babies come with the mommy or with the daddy or with whomever is the people who look after the baby. Not a babysitter, but the family. And the babies have to be between two and four months of age when the program starts. And the program is starting like imminently in okay. a couple of weeks. So it would be grand if any of your listeners have a little baby of that age. There's nine visits involved over the school year. It's the most amazing thing for the parents because a whole classroom of children fall in love with your baby. You overnight become a rock star. <laughs> you can't go to the supermarket, but you're mobbed. Oh, it's our baby. And um, the thing is, when that little one starts school, and you have such a nice, continuous community here, it's their school. They go to kindergarten, and they were the roots of Empty Baby. Wow. And um, so it's, it's a beautiful thing for the parent, and the children are such observers, right? And we teach them about, you know, how hard babies try to roll over, and we focus on frustration, and we learn from the baby because babies never give up. So if you're struggling with your math, the baby will try to walk till they're blue in the face. It doesn't matter how many times they fall down, they don't give up. Perseverance is one of the things the classroom teachers struggle with. Kids who are, you know, give up. And um, so to know that your baby is the inspiration for so many children. And you know, the, ch the children who have roots of empathy, they never forget the baby's name. Huh. Because we meet adults who are roots of empathy. In fact, um, yesterday, I, I was in Toronto yesterday, and um, one of the people with whom I was meeting, she was a social worker at a school district. She said, you know, um, I'm teaching roots of empathy now in my role as social work, but was that when I was in grade four, I had roots of empathy in my classroom. So we get to see the generational that's incredible. Yeah. So do you have information on how people can volunteer? How can they get a hold of you? Okay. Brenda, can you share how people can, what would be the best way for people to volunteer? So if you'd like to volunteer with Roots of Empathy, you can email our local program manager, and her name is Sarah Aroldi, and you would email her at S-A-I-R-O-L-D-I at rootsofempathy.org. And we'll have that email posted up on our website in tandem with this interview once it heads on kgmi.com, along with any other contact information you may have, maybe a link to where people can apply to volunteer and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once again, Mary Gordon and Brenda McCormick came with you. We're happy to have you here and happy to have this program, Roots of Empathy, in our schools here in Bellingham. Maybe other districts want to take part, too. So uh, we've got the, con as Deanna said, we'll have the contact information on our website. Wonderful. Thank you for inviting us.